Hi everyone, Gary Tusser with Catholic Charities here with Father Anthony Ahrens, and we are pleased to spend time with you talking about mercy in action. Hi, Father Anthony. Well, how are you today? I am well, how are you? It's so good to be together again. You I know, haven't seen you in forever. It seems like a long time. It you know, does. We had the great flood over at our main office, and so it's kind of thrown us out of whack. Oh, great flood and great darkness and all kinds of, and oh. great heat as well. Yes, we have. Oh, you know, so it's all these things happening there. So it's good to gather you with know? you in the studio and say hello. So no wonder we all need to settle down, you know, to have peace of mind at Indeed. this time. Indeed. So I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, please give me peace of mind. Oh, I think that's probably why we have Catherine today. We do. Our guest today is Catherine Galda, who is the Director of Behavioral Health Services for Catholic Charities. And I'm thrilled that we have Catherine in to interview with us. Thank you for having me on today to talk about something that I'm so blessed to be able to, to speak on and to work in every day. It's really a joy in my life. Father, after your reflection, we'll get into a conversation with Catherine about that concept of peace. Okay, so as we always do, let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Loving Father, rich in mercy, you give us your entire self, always freely, asking nothing in return. Help us with your eyes to see the wounds of our brothers and sisters who are denied their dignity. May we refrain from judgment and envy toward others. Enable us to accept the good in every person. It is time to bear the weaknesses and struggles of our sisters and brothers. Let us help others escape the doubts that causes them to fall into despair. May the flesh of your Son, visible in the tortured, the scourged, the malnourished, and the exiled, be acknowledged, touched, and cared for by us. With our eyes fixed on Jesus, let us experience the merciful love of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And a reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, beginning at verse 35. People came out to see what had happened, and when they approached Jesus, they discovered the man from whom the demons had come out, sitting at his feet. He was clothed and in his right mind and they were seized with fear. It may seem strange that, that we have chosen this particular passage from, from the gospel, because it's about the man who was called, you know, Legion, because he had many demons. And I specifically chose this because I feel that people are oppressed by so many things these days. There are so many problems that keep people away from having their true mental health. And so that wellness is needed. And I believe that somehow through our ministry, and especially the ministry that Catherine will talk about, we help people to be truly clothed, clothed with their dignity, and to recapture their right mind, because this is what is needed. And so this is one of the works of mercy in which we comfort the afflicted, those who are afflicted not just in body, but in mind and in spirit. And so this is what I believe we'll talk about today. That's awesome. I couldn't agree more. Catherine and I were talking uh, yesterday about the kind of things we'd cover today. And, and one of the things we talked about is this concept of being well spiritually and mentally, emotionally. 
has to register with folks who come to us because everybody who comes through the doors of Catholic Charities, who approaches a Society of St. Vincent de Paul conference, you know their struggle is more than material. If they're hungry, there's still a spiritual side to that. There's still, uh, there's still the trauma of not knowing if I'm going to be able to eat. And so I think realistically speaking, the need for behavioral health services is just overwhelming. And we're blessed to have Catherine with us to um, have a program that really looks to minister to those who are in need. So Catherine, tell us a little bit about behavioral health services at, at Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities Behavioral Health Services has three main aspects to it that really seek to help all of us to learn more about what mental health is and how we all at different times in our lives suffer or struggle at times with mental health related issues and how if we lean into one another a little bit more and listen with more compassionate ears we can be of service not to one another in help and support and healing. Behavioral health services really seeks to not only educate, but to support folks in finding the right kinds of healing. We have a, a, a large component of what we do is, is titled care coordination. And through our central intake line, we are able to connect with people through a simple phone call. And in that phone call, we help them, we ask questions, and we talk with them about what's going on for them and really listen to what the need is. And then with our resources and research and the relationships that we have, not only within the Catholic Charities family, but also within the context of the community, we seek to connect people in a real way with the help that they actually need. So whether they're suffering or struggling with depression or anxiety or trauma-related issues, or issues related to substances. We really try to make the very best connection possible, and we also stay alongside them through that journey so that they are not left alone, that they don't feel like when something doesn't work that they have no other recourse. So, Catherine, in, in the scripture that, uh, in the gospel that Father Anthony read, Father, if I remember the story correctly, this individual um, who had been possessed by demons had been ill for years. Mm. And I think, as I recall, in the New Testament especially, there are repeated stories of individuals who have been, who have had years of struggle because of spiritual and physical illness. Mm -hmm. When Catherine talks about care coordination and what we're trying to do, Father, how do you see that in terms of, of as our chaplain, how do you see that ministry impacting the people that you know come through our doors? As you rightly said at the, at the outset, when people come in, I don't think that they're, they're just looking for a handout. They are actually looking for someone who can see them as human beings. Because I think of, of a man I saw, a homeless man, who I was trying to help eventually, you know, to give him something. And he said to me, I have enough food. People have given me food. All I need is, can you help me to get to a bathroom? Mm. You know, and in order to get him there, I had to hold him. I had to touch him. And so I believe that people who come to us at Catholic Charities, they want to be touched or they want to touch mm -hmm. someone. Just like that woman said of Jesus, you know, if I could just touch the his garment. garment. 
So, Catherine, this is a, a great way to segue, I think, into what has become kind of the flagship piece of behavioral health services at Catholic Charities today, which, as you know, Catherine, is something we never anticipated, but mental health first aid. And Catherine, can you talk about mental health first aid and put it into the context of what Father Anthony just talked about in terms of people just wanting to be touched? And I would just share with our listeners that I think one of the greatest challenges we have is we know someone wants to be touched, whether it's physically or emotionally, and we're, we're fearful. We're afraid to do that. And so Catherine has brought this this program to Catholic Charities that I really think goes to the heart of that issue. Absolutely. I agree with you. Well, Mental Health First Aid as a platform of training, what it seeks to do is to break down the barriers that separate us from each other. It does that because, as you said, Gary, we are, we do tend to be anxious when we see someone who we believe is in need or we believe is suffering or struggling in some way. We often don't ask because we don't know what to say how to begin. Mm-hmm. And and even in that beginning, we're sometimes apprehensive about what they will share with us and whether or not we as individuals are equipped to handle that. And what mental health first aid does, it's a training platform. You come and you learn about mental health issues, mental health related issues, about the commonalities of what we all struggle with. To pull a statistic from you know the most current research On average, one in five of us at some point in our lives will experience a mental health issue. Now, think about that for a minute. One in five is a very, very large number of people who are struggling and suffering and often do that in silence Mm -hmm. because either they themselves don't know how to reach out or stigma or some other issue keeps them from sharing because they might be embarrassed or they might be ashamed or they might think, in very real terms, that that no one else can experience what they are experiencing right now or understand that. So I think what I hear there is it's a two-way street. The individual, Catherine, who is coming to us for whatever kind of assistance brings a set of circumstances that are causing them to respond and react and seek help in a certain way. And then as folks on the side of trying to come to their assistance, we bring our own um, circumstances to that. And then we, the, the interaction kind of forecasts where our comfort level is. So if I'm walking down the street and I see a gentleman walking towards me who appears to be um, someone who lives on the street and he seems to be having a conversation with no one but himself and he's quite animated, I may be inclined to try and cross the street rather than encounter this individual. And what I hear you saying, Catherine, is we should understand that's a, a logical response And this program can help us to understand how we can respond differently. Absolutely, because it's in responding differently that there's so much hope, not only for that individual to get the help that they need, but for us as the everyman to be able to reach out and really love our neighbor in the best way possible. One of the things that Mental Health First Aid really seeks to do is teach people warning signs and what to look for and how to respond in a meaningful way that goes beyond just being help, you know, kind of trying to be helpful. We often have best of intentions in being helpful, but because we don't have the skills or the tools or the perspective to to know what we're looking at, we often help in what we think is a meaningful way, but really turns out not to be. So mental health first aid is a great tool to teach us how to be helpful in a meaningful way that also treats people with the respect 
that they deserve. Whether we're suffering or not, you know, we all need that simple human connection and that feeling of being heard and understood and respected. And mental health first aid really does a beautiful job at teaching people exactly how to do that and even helps them find the right word. So, Father Anthony, Catherine had the opportunity recently with one of our team members, Kyle, to do a training for all the men in formation for the permanent diaconate and their wives. And one of the things that occurred to me as Lynn and I were in that presentation is that this kind of an approach obviously has implications for people in in what I'll call professional ministry. But Catherine, and you've commented on this before, this just has implications because we breathe, because Mm -hmm. we encounter in our own families, we encounter in the workplace. If no one walked in the door all day long asking for help, we would still encounter people who have circumstances that are difficult in terms of, of spiritual, mental, and emotional health. And what I hear you saying is that this program has implications for every facet of our lives as we interact in relationship with others. That sounds like it because, you know, I'm thinking that even persons who approach me for spiritual direction, uh-huh. there is an element of mental wellness that mm-hmm. they need. And so, Catherine, what I'd like to ask you is that what are some practical things that we should look for? And what are some of the approaches that they need to take? Absolutely. I'm happy to hit on some highlights. One of the most important things that we can do throughout life in anyone that we come in contact with is a concept that's taken out of mental health first aid. And it talks about listening in a non-judgmental way. So coming alongside someone, whether you're sitting across a desk from them, whether you're you're walking with them somewhere, and, and they begin to share with you and they begin to talk with you to really put your whole self into that moment and listen not only with your ears but also with your eyes and look at what their body language is saying to you and listen to how they're presenting whatever it is that they're talking about and being able to lean into them a little bit and ask questions. Don't try and modulate your own anxiety about maybe saying the wrong thing or fear of doing the wrong thing, but lean in and ask. Lean in and observe and say, you know, I noticed that you seem to be sad today. Is everything all right? Asking an open-ended question like that does a couple of different things. What it first does is it lets a person know that you're present with them, that you see them, that you hear them, and that you are concerned about what's happening for them right now and that you're willing to listen. As most good psychotherapists will tell you, 98% of psychotherapeutic success is really about the relationship that's created Mm. between two people. And it is about that presence, about being able to listen with your whole self and be present in that moment and modulate your own anxiety about what you might hear and ask the question anyway. Lean in anyway and be respectful and honoring of that person's story. We cannot always relate to the person that's sitting across from us or sitting next to us, but we can certainly be empathic and lend ourselves to hearing what's happening for them. One of the beautiful things that mental health first aid does is it teaches you what to do next. And in that, it really equips folks with the tools to be able to know what happens in the face of a crisis and what am I supposed to do? What can I do to help this person? And if it's not a crisis, to be able to come alongside them in a way to help guide them to the support that they need. So how long does this college course take to complete? 
<laughs> not all that long in the grand scheme of things. To become certified as a mental health first aider, it takes eight hours, which seems like a lot out of a very busy day. But Catholic Charities offers mental health first aid in many different configurations. And our most popular one is two four-hour blocks. We have them a few days apart or up to two weeks apart where people can really fit that into their lives. And they come and they spend time with us. And it's a very interactive and even fun experience. And people leave not necessarily knowing a brand new set of information, but taking information that they already know, adding some new components and turning that into something completely different, a different way of approaching people, a different way of being able to engage. And it's really, it's really pretty wonderful. Well, that strikes me, Father, going back to Scripture. There's a truth that each of us is created in the image and likeness of God. That is just the way it is. And I think one of the things that we often forget when we see people in need is that person was still created in the image and likeness of God. We had a couple of, we had a homeless couple on our doorstep today at Catholic Charities. And you can approach that one of two ways. You can look at them as, why are you on our property? Or you can look at them as, here is a man and a woman who are created in the image and likeness of God who are struggling. What can we do to help them? Obviously, Catholic Charities, we respond with the idea that we need to understand your situation and know how to help. This program really helps you to be reminded of how we interact with one mm-hmm. another. Yes. When we think of the, the other, the ending of that, of that story in the gospel is that this man, after he had been healed, so to speak, mm-hmm. was when he got back his right mind, he wanted to spend his time forever with Jesus. And Jesus told him, no, what you need to do is to go back, go back and proclaim what had happened to you so that this same thing can happen to other persons. So it is that that we're charged with the ministry of going out. So we have found help. Go and give help, you know, because so we're all wounded healers. Catherine, we're going to talk a little bit towards the end about how people would get more information on these programs, but we've not yet talked about that third and and rather critical and obvious portion of behavioral health services, which is the actual counseling services we provide. So can you take a couple of minutes to talk to us about that? I would love to talk with you about that. I'm very excited about what we are offering and have been offering and, and the expansion of that. Our counseling services are really quite unique. We have shied away from or stepped away from the idea that if you need counseling, you need to come to a specific building and all the counselors are there and everybody has to find their own way. In this new configuration or this different configuration, really about meeting people where they are. So that means being geographically fluid and and really going out and meeting our clients where it is most feasible for them to meet with us. So we do have counselors at Catholic Charities proper But we also have counselors throughout the nine counties of the diocese that can move to locations that are closer for any individual who would want to come and see us. We work with adolescents and adults and couples and families about a range of different mental health issues, whether it be anxiety or depression, trauma-related issues, something called co-occurring issues, which is where you have more than one issue or or mental health concern happening at one time. 
we spend a great deal of time in the assessment process looking at all of the factors that are coming together that have created this current state of suffering for an individual. So we're looking at, at their basic needs and we're looking at any medical issues that they might have because we know that all of those things connect and interrelate and each one of them can have impact in different ways at different times that may make the symptoms that someone is struggling with worse. So we really seek not only to provide psychotherapy services, counseling services for the specific problem, but we also look at the dynamics that feed into that problem and through the use of the, the amazing other missions that we have at Catholic Charities and also through our community partners, we try and connect and alleviate some of the other stressors that may be impacting the mental health concern. We have counselors that speak Spanish, we have bilingual, we have different therapists that specialize in different things. So we have Catholic therapists, we have Christian therapists, we have therapists who don't necessarily profess a specific faith but are great therapists. And so going to where Catherine has talked about, we do everything we can to try and understand the needs of, of the family or the individual that's coming to us and respond therapeutically to that need. And I will just say that from where we were when we revived this program uh, two and a half years ago and where we are today, I, I just couldn't be happier with the ability we have now to thread our ministries, Father Anthony, mm. and holistically look at the situation that people face um, and, and now we've turned our gaze toward how do we thread our ministries more tightly together? And that's, I think, what Catherine mm -hmm. has talked about with us today. Mm -hmm. So, Catherine, we're going to wrap up. Can you tell people who might be listening how they would access these incredible services through behavioral health? Absolutely. I would be happy to. And the beauty of this, Gary, is that it, it's only one number. It's a central intake line that you call for any question and any concern, and we will help guide you to the right location. The program assistant for behavioral health services is a woman by the name of Kyle Osborne, and she is our care coordinator and the person who mans the central intake line. That telephone number is area code 407 658 18, and her extension is 1069. So that's 407 658 1818, extension 1069. And that gets you directly to Kyle. When someone calls, she's there to answer the phone, or she'll call you right back as soon as she gets your message. And from there, we begin to ask all of the questions about what your person is looking for, what they need, where they are, what kind of transportation issues they may have, and really seek to, to gather as much information as we can to get people on the right road to getting the services that they need. And Kyle and myself stay alongside them, as I had said in the beginning of our time together, until that connection is made, whether it's with us or with a community partner or another aspect of Catholic Charities missions. We really try to be alongside you until the connections are made and they're, and that they are satisfactory. Great. Because sometimes we make connections and they aren't. They don't always work. Sure. So we really want to make sure that we get it right. Catherine, sure. thank you. Father Anthony, oh. Oh. closing remarks? Yes. Our time together has come to an end. <laughs> I can't believe it so, so quickly. And all we have to seek to do is, is to know that our lives, our words, our actions, these are to give honor and glory to God. Amen. And so... We just pray mm -hmm. that all our listeners 
will not only be clothed and in be in their right minds, but that they'll also go out into the world and proclaim to the world what God has done for them. Amen. 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 Thank you. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you being able to have me on. Sure. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you again soon. 